Welcome to Growth Mindset University. I'm your host, Jordan Paris, and this show is all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but did not, so that we can succeed in the progressive new age of business and life we find ourselves in today. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me on the podcast today, Growth Mindset University. We are here. I'm very grateful for you. Today is an interview with me on the other side. This was with our friend, a friend of the podcast, a friend of ours, Lauren Tickner. She's my age. We met up in New York City back in August. I interviewed her for the podcast, as you likely heard on episode 140, jordanparis.com slash EP140 for that interview. But she also interviewed me on her podcast, Impact School. I recommend that you listen to her podcast for interviews with Grant Cardone, Super Bowl champion Steve Weatherford, and some very good interviews there. Impact School with Lauren Tickner. You can find it on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, you know the deal. But uh, I felt this was an important interview. I've done over 40 interviews in this calendar year, 2019. But this uh, this one was this one was was one of my favorites. And this show is called Growth Mindset University. And I thought it would be fitting to showcase this episode on the podcast because I talked all about the growth mindset the power of a growth mindset and how I adapt it to my business and my entire life to produce outstanding results. So that's what this episode is today, the power of a growth mindset. And of course, so much more. Now, one more thing before we get into this one today, I want to let you know that you can now support me on Patreon. My page is at jordanparis.com slash Patreon. Many of you want to support me. And since our marketing and production agency for serious podcasters at agency.jordanparis.com only takes on a limited number of clients and it's simply not a fit for everyone because it's a, such a high ticket item, Patreon is a great alternative to support me if you really think that Growth Mindset University is worth a couple of dollars. Like You can just... You can just donate $4 per month to the cause. And there's so many benefits there, like getting episodes one week early, two weeks early for certain tiers, three weeks early for other for the higher up tiers. Uh, you get my personal email. I'll send you a signed copy of Growth Mindset University, the book. You can get access to my email templates. I know so many of you are podcasters. You can get access to the exact email templates that I use to reach out to these billionaires, New York Times bestselling authors, the like, to get them on this show and build my network in record time. In the more higher up tiers, you can get perks like 20-minute consulting calls with me. Uh, there's just so many perks here. And if you go to jordanparis.com slash Patreon, you can check it all out. If you really think the show is worth a few bucks, go have at it. Patreon is P-A-T-R- E-O-N, uh, jordanparis.com slash Patreon. And uh, I'd be grateful if you chose to support me in that way. So thank you very much. And now without further ado, please enjoy my interview on Lauren Tickner's podcast, Impact School. of Impact School. So today I am joined with Jordan Paris. So we're going to be talking all about how you can create a growth mindset for yourself because there are so many incredible things that happen to you when you're able to have a growth mindset. Now this is something that I'm very passionate about because I used to be one of these people who is set in their ways. I had an idea of how I wanted my life to be. I wanted to go to school, to then go to university, to then go get a really good job and then climb my way up the corporate ladder. And anyone who did anything different, you know, let's say someone who rented a house instead of buying a house, I used to be like, why the heck are they doing that? I used to have the mindset whereby 
if someone was going against the grain, I thought that they were weird and I judged them for it. And it was really interesting because it was a time in my life when I was the most insecure. And so ever since then, I've been actively pursuing personal development. I've been actively just trying to better myself in so many different ways. And that all comes down to having this growth mindset. So you can find Jordan on LinkedIn. He is crushing the game on LinkedIn and you know that I'm obsessed with LinkedIn too. I have a couple of podcast episodes about LinkedIn, so make sure to go check them out after this one. And then you can also go listen to his podcast, which is Growth Mindset University. So Jordan, welcome to Impact School. How are you doing? Lauren, it's such a pleasure to be with you here in New York City because uh, it's been a long time coming. Tell them the story. I know we, we yeah, just no, no, recorded no. We, for, George, for Jordan's yeah, podcast, but um, tell them the story. We recorded an episode of Growth Mindset University, but we're going to pretend like we didn't. So <laughs> when uh, it was a year ago, July 10th of 2018. Actually, I'll even, I'm going to rewind it even more. Okay. I was on Anchor. Mm-hmm. I was on Anchor. We both hosted our podcast there. I don't host it there anymore, but I was trying to growth hack my podcast and I was looking up. I was just typing like letters, like random letters, and then favoriting everyone's podcast. What was the purpose the, of that, by the way? They, they'd get a notification on their phone, and they'd follow me back. That's never. Favorite me back. That's never. I've never got the notification. It'd be, it'd be a little scrappy that way. Interesting. And, uh, but I just know I got the notification. So, like, you know, not a really high percentage of them followed me back, but good amount did. And I... I just, I wonder how many of those early, like, listeners stuck with me yeah. the other days. But one of those podcasts that I came across was uh, Millennial Air Podcast, which is what it was called back then, and that's yeah. when I was listening to it. So Impact and, School used to have an old name, but mm, that's another story for another day. Yeah, so I, you know, I heard this episode and reached out to you, and uh, I was total fanboy, you know, like, big paragraphs. And then you would reply a couple lines or a line. <laughs> Me, another big paragraph. I was just total fanboy. I loved your podcast. Left a review. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, oh, and that's yeah, July, that's nice. July 10th of 2018, right? Now, July 10th of 2019, you had you had friend request me on Facebook about a month before. And you would, I think we'd commented on each other's LinkedIn stuff every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But July 10th of 2019, you said, ever happen to be in New York City? And I'm like, yeah, from time to time, I'm... Come around. <laughs> I come and go. So crazy. Like that. Is, that <laughs> genuinely is yeah. the craziest thing. Yeah. You know the fact that it's a year. Exactly. Mm. And the fact that back then, one year ago, you were just getting started. I had nothing going on. Okay. Okay. Can you just tell them like a couple of the people who you've interviewed? Like you know, <laughs> Mark Manson, James yeah. Altucher. Okay. James Altucher was. Uh, an in-person interview live in New York City in front of a live audience. We had about 20 people there. We had listeners who I got to shake their hands. It it made it so real. Like the numbers no longer, like they don't don't matter. It was like, I'd- You see the real faces. Yes, and I've made relationships with them still and I'm gonna be hanging out with some of them while I'm here. And- Yeah, I'll take like you. You offer me, Jordan. You want a thousand extra listeners right now, or do you want to shake a couple, you know, of their hands uh, of your existing listeners? I'm taking. I'm t- I'll shake their hands and spend some quality time with them. It was so cool. It made it real for me. Mm. Made it feel like I was actually making an impact. Yeah. And uh, but yes, James Altucher. That was like that was a great one. Uh, you mentioned Mark Manson. That was one of my favorites. Episode ninety nine and uh, Naveen Jain. I just talked Amazing. to. Uh, Jordan Harbinger yesterday. Oh, I love him. He was he was great. That was uh, so that'll be released. Is he here soon. in New York? No, he's in. Um, I think he's in out in Washington. Right. Yeah, I think he's out on the West Coast. I could be wrong, but uh, who else? Uh, I've interviewed the biggest porn star in the world uh, on Valentine's Day, Rachel no Star. Oh, yeah, it was, it was called Valentine's Day with Rachel Star, and that was like that's a big inflection point for me. A lot of people knew me because of that. And, Interesting. and that was like a big, like, oh crap, like this is crazy, yeah. you know? And, so she's uh, like really well known there. Yeah, she's a big, she's number one. <laughs> That is so <laughs> and, uh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I was, you know, I was I was a high school loser a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. and and now like these people are my friends, and I text them and I help them with stuff, and and it's 
it's cool. Uh, I f- it's crazy how things can change. Like it's super relatable because, yeah, people people from school who back in the day when I was you know before I'd ever lost weight in the fitness industry who called me Mackie D's, they have in the past asked me if I have any jobs going, and it's just like, it's just funny. I don't know. It's just. To me, it's funny now, but it just goes to show how much can happen in such a short period yeah. of time. Yeah, and and what's crazy too, what really, there's a couple of ones that bring it full circle. Like I was, I told you about an hour ago, like you know, I was a total awkward person in high school. I didn't talk to anybody. I, I, like I just didn't. Uh, I didn't. I had one friend. His name was Peter, and uh, I'll I'll see him while I'm around up north, and uh, literally my only friend that I had for four years. And I never had a class with him. Never had a. Uh, even a lunch with him throughout high school, so I was left to fend solo. And so when I re- when I wanted to talk to people, I started learn. I-, I realized I didn't know how. And then I, yeah. And this is where growth mindset comes in. You know, if you don't know something, you can surely learn it. You can improve anything with effort. That's what it is. If you have a growth mindset, that's what you believe. And so instead of laying, and I was having these grossly unfulfilling social interactions. Like I'd I'd walk away from a social interaction and be like. Ah, God, Jordan, why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? It sucked. And I, I got to a point where like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change this. Instead of just laying down and crying, I, and, and doing nothing, and that's it. I laid down, cried, then got up and studied everything from people. I sought out the resources from people who ought to know. Like Vanessa Van Edwards, I heard one interview she did, and I went out and listened to every interview she did. I listened to some of them twice, three times, and then when it came full circle, and she came on my podcast, uh, of course I read her book too. I uh, I listened to all of her interviews again to prepare for that podcast, and that happened about a year and a half after I initially embarked on the journey of learning everything that she's uh, that she teaches. I mean, her website's called scienceofpeople.com. Like that's that screams me like this can help me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I learned as much as I could. And then I would, I would, I would read about it. I would hear about it and I would go out in the field because that's what life is. And I'd have to practice it and test these new things. Yeah. And so over time I just got to a point where I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm good at this now. And you know, of course you still have so, uh, social interactions that are awkward. Like mm. it doesn't completely go away, but there's so fewer and farther between. Interesting. And I feel like I'm really just, I, I feel like I, I I show up better for people now. And then the yeah. same thing with Jordan Harbinger, too. I discovered him same time period and learned everything. Uh, I listened to him a ton. And it came full circle yesterday. When I, and I'm like sitting there listening to him reply. I'm like, wait, this is the same Jordan Harbinger I've been hearing all this time. Like this, I'm like thinking about his voice. I'm like, but he's talking to me right now. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was so, it's so cool. relatable. That happened to me with Grant yeah. Cardone. I was like, yeah. I, I was literally just like, how is this happening? But, and that was a big one for you in person as well. Yeah, great. exactly. That's the thing. I mean, you know, I got to spend a full on over an hour just us. How does that happen? It happens because you know what you want and you put in the work to make it happen. Right. So this is the thing. So many people know what they want, but they miss that one critical step because yeah. it's it's not the right time or because they their friends are going to judge them or because their partner isn't certain about it or because they don't have enough money or because they don't this, this isn't this. And it's just excuses. You know, for, for there are some periods of time where there is a good excuse. Right. There are some periods of time where physically you cannot do it. You know, you have kids you're earning this amount of money, you have no other hours in the day. But the unfortunate reality is like no more hours in the day are going to come about. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's At that point, you have to really figure out what's going to be the best thing for you. A perfect example is people come to me telling me, I really want to start an online coaching business. Okay, they'll come to me out st- telling me that. And then... They'll say to me, okay, well, I really want to start this online coaching business, but I'm in this job where I'm getting paid, I don't know, three grand a month. And so I say to them, okay, how much do you actually need to survive? How much do you need to survive? And maybe they've got kids, so perhaps their expenses, they have rent to pay, maybe it's like two and a half grand. So realistically, they're making 500 more than they actually need. But because they've always made three grand, 
they can't possibly go right. down to a part-time job or they couldn't possibly go and work in a waitressing job while they're building up their online coaching business because it's what they've always known. But what do you feel about that? Because I personally believe that that is a, a very fixed mindset and it's the mindset of doing what you've always done because it's what you know and you have to, when you're in a situation like that, look at other options, other ways of doing things because it's like what they say, if you've done what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I mean, I had that I had that serving job in, in high school that I told you about and yeah. I was working in that restaurant and I don't know, I just thought like in the early days of that before I said never again and I decided to like do something else uh, in the early years of that or the first half of my tenure there, I was like, ah, I'll just do this for a while. I, I want to become a manager. I want to like, like I want to work in this restaurant and, uh, and, and, and like, and I was stuck in the get a job mm. mindset. Mm. And I was like, oh, I, and I was, I was hoping too. like, I, you know, I hope I'll get a job after a good, well-paying job after college. I hope, hope is not a strategy by the way. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Right. It's That's not. like the best thing I've ever heard. Hope is not a strategy. That's no. the tweetable. That's amazing. So, uh, and that's what I live by. And I catch myself even in, in language uh, when, I, when I still say it every now and then. And, I'm, and I say, no, I repl- usually you can replace it with plan. Mm-hmm. I hope this, hap- I, this happens. You can just say, I plan to do this. I love that. And it just changes the way you think about it in your head and the way you go about in your actions and yeah. making this a reality. One way in which I do a similar thing, I've never done that one before, that's amazing. Or like when you say I wish, it's like I plan instead of I wish. But what I do is like, I don't, let's say, I don't have a, I don't know, I don't, I can't think right now because like I feel so abundant in my life that I feel like it's really hard to come up with one of these things. But when I was working in my job in the past, it's like, I can't quit the job because I don't have a business. But instead of saying, I don't have a business, I don't have a business yet. Yeah. Yet's adding a powerful yet on word. the end. Yeah. Because then it's going to be happening. You just need to add that simple yet onto the end. And then your whole world opens up and you can have so many more options. Absolutely. I agree. Okay, cool. So I am intrigued by why you actually started a podcast. Because here's the thing, right? To me, it sounds like you were very socially awkward. Is it that you started the podcast to actually force yourself to engage with people? Hmm. I I don't, you know, people ask me this question all the time. Why did you start your podcast? When, how, when? I have no idea. I just know that April 17th of 2018 was the day the first episode came out because that's what the podcast directories like Spotify that, that's what they say happened. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have no idea. Like, it was like I was sleepwalking through the process, which is entirely plausible because you listen to those early episodes <laughs> and it's like, what is this? Like if you were to listen to me here and in this interview and go listen to episode like five after this, instead of starting with like episode 99 with Mark Manson or like 126 with James, if you heard episode five, you'd be like, wait a minute this guy sucks. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I have no idea. Like I just did it. And this is, this is a theme throughout like a lot of the good things in my life that have come in my life, making decisions without hesitation, because the more time I have to think about something, the more likely I am to overthink it and probably blow it. And that's everything from starting a book, uh, writing a book, starting a podcast to approaching a beautiful woman across the room. I know that if I wait too long, I'm going to overthink it and blow it and make excuses and talk myself out of it. So I've made this habit of conditioning myself to make decisions without hesitation. Like just go and grow as you go. However, that's just what it is for me. You look at like my friend Hala Taha with this amazing podcast, Young and Profiting. Like just on, she, I don't know if you're on SoundCloud, but like, oh, oh it, that is a powerful platform. Actually, she, I don't think I am, you know. Yeah. So like on SoundCloud alone with like reshares and, and like she's at, yeah. she only has like 32 episodes, but she's at just SoundCloud alone, nearly 20,000 downloads per episode. Wow. And she has guests like us, the same, same type of 
guests. All the professors uh, and things. Like, like Naveen, the big Jane, Gretchen yeah. Rubin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gretchen Rubin's coming on my show nice. uh, next month as well. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But you look at her, and if you listen to episode one of Young and Profiting, it is the most perfect, valuable oh, really? nugget of information. The sound quality was impeccable. Yeah. The production value, like the editing, I could, and there were four guests. Uh, it was unreal, episode wow. one. So she's someone where she doesn't necessarily have to uh, make a decision without hesitation because she can, you know, she can strategize and still carry out the, the plan. Mm. Uh, and she strategized very well in anticipation for the launch of her podcast, Young and Profiting. And she, she absolutely crushed it in a way that, I didn't crush it for a really long time. Like, I was still bad at episode 64, Mm. you know? And then I started, you know, really getting a lot better. Interesting, yeah. It's just funny because my first ever YouTube video... Mm -hmm. So, bearing in mind, YouTube is horizontal. Yeah. I never had functionalities for vertical. I literally recorded it. I'm in my bed... And I'm like, hey guys, it's Lauren, um, aka vertical. Lauren Fitness. Yeah, it's vertical. Because my username on Instagram then was Lauren Fitness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, so I just made a YouTube to, um, and it is so bad, but that just shows yeah. how much I have developed. In fact, I used to, my friends in school would always sort of like cut me off when I was talking in conversation because I was just so rambly mm. and just so unto the point. Now, sometimes that does still come up for me, but it just shows how much you can change when you actually commit to it. And it's so, it's so valuable. So you decided to start your podcast for this unknown reason. Unknown reason. (laughs) This unknown reason. So I guess my, (laughs) my backtracked question is why do you feel that creating a university about having a growth mindset is so critical? Well, Growth Mindset University is all about learning the lessons we should have learned in school but didn't so that we can succeed in the progressive new age of business and life that we find ourselves in. Something that's not taught in school. What's the most important one for you? The most important lesson? Oh, well, if you can look at it like we're learning. The other aspect of it is is we're learning from the people we should be learning from. Like Mm. when Mark Manson, someone who sold tens of millions of copies of books, like Ten, and, and with that is tens of millions of dollars of, yeah, of books. It's yeah. a lot of money. Uh, it's a lot of money in sales. Obviously, it would make sense to learn writing and the create and the creative process from him. Yeah, and the sales rather than some yeah. English teacher in yeah. you know, it, it, right. It makes makes a little bit a more lot. sense. It, mm. it makes sense to learn about idea generation, how to literally how to think yeah. from yeah. somebody like yes, I know you love I know you love how to think. It makes sense to learn that from somebody like James Altucher, who's a serial entrepreneur who's had started 21 companies and written 21 books. Yeah. It yeah. he's obviously really good at idea generation Ooh, and let's how to quickly think. tell them his um his little hack that he does. So he yeah, writes yeah. down 10 ideas every yeah. day. And I know you just started doing that. See, I don't do this because I feel like I already have so many that it actually pains me because I have so many that I just can't execute on them yeah. right now. Notice how I didn't say I can't I can't execute on them? Right now I can't because I have one goal. And I feel that when it comes to having a ton of ideas, like you need to understand which ones to execute on and which ones to not. However, when I listened to him on your podcast, it, I gave him more clarity because I realized like you don't just have to think about business ideas that you want to execute on. It's also just ideas in general. So I know he was talking about how he was, you know, thinking of some ideas about how the people in the film should have done it. Right. Yeah. I, so like 10 ideas and like 10 ideas for Amazon, 10 ideas for LinkedIn. Yeah. It I, doesn't have to be 10 business yeah, ideas, which I, is how I mm-hmm. misinterpreted it. I meant to, uh, as I was, uh, you know, I've been up since 4 a.m. today traveling to come here to beautiful New York City. Uh, I meant to, on the on one of the plane rides over, I was going to write 10 ideas for Lauren and I, like video-wise, uh-huh. like to, to do. I, I, I didn't do it today, yeah. it's, but, uh, but that would be another example. Well, we'll film some after this. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but continuing with the university, 
it makes sense to learn human behavior and communication from somebody like Vanessa Van Edwards, who I've already mentioned, someone like Jordan Harbinger, somebody like uh, Chase Hughes, who wrote this amazing book called uh, The Ellipsis Manual, Analysis and Engineering of Human Behavior. And in it is a, think of the periodic table of elements, but the behavioral table of elements. Mm -hmm. This man has created a behavioral table of elements with levels of deception and all sorts of char characteristics uh, and what these, what every gesture from head to toe might mean Wow. And whatever vocal vocal tonalities might mean, every tonality, right, uh, and, and and speech pattern, it is so complex. It makes sense to learn from somebody like he, he's he's been an investigator for the government. Uh, like he, it makes sense to learn from him, right? Okay, what and was then his Mark, name? Sorry, Chase Hughes. Chase Fascinating Hughes. Fascinating guy. I yeah. am he, absolutely reading that. Yeah, book. he's the one. Wow. That, oh, it's so good. Wow, it's a it's a big book. It's almost four hundred pages, but yeah. So good. That even if insane. even if you just read the first seventy pages, which I'm is reading it all. an analysis of every gesture and vocal tonality, so good. And that changed my life, along with you know Vanessa's work and Jordan's work. But it also so and then marketing makes sense to learn from somebody like Philip Stutz, who has literally immersed himself. He so he does political marketing, but also business marketing as well. But he he's managed the campaigns. His company has managed the campaigns of. So and won over twelve hundred elections for senators, whatever, wow. what have you, state representatives. Also, three U.S. presidents yeah. that he's literally won elections for with their campaigns that he constructed. Yeah, kind of makes sense to learn marketing yeah. from that guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's so the thing. that's what this is all about here, Growth Mindset University, and it's the joy of my life. I mean, mm -hmm. I I love talking to these people, people that were my heroes that I'm now becoming friends with. Like I told the story in the beginning here, like I never could have imagined. This is like, this is a thing for me. I, I find myself talking with these people that I never could have imagined myself talking with. Yeah. And here we are. So what did you do to develop a growth mindset? Well, that's a, that's a process over time. And I mean, I really, it's straight up just a mindset. Like okay, I so just adopted that. Like, okay, I'm not, like I, I start, you know, I identify these pain points in my life. And like I said, I don't sit, I don't just sit back and cry. You know, I like go put in the work. Yeah. You replace wishing, waiting and wanting with work. Yeah. Right. Amazing. That's, that's what it is. Okay. Because did you used to and be you someone? approach that with everything, yeah. every problem in your life. That's how you approach it. That's what it is. That's yeah. What I love it because it forces that execution. Right. And it forces you to actually do something about the problem. Yeah. And get at least a little bit better. A little bit. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't have to be perfect. No. I, I actually always say that perfectionism is just procrastination packaged up all fancy. Right. Yeah. It's so true because people wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. But they could have just done it and then adjusted as the market, you know, told them what they wanted. For example, if it was launching a product or something. Now, did you used to have a fixed mindset? Oh yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I was accepting of the fact that, ah, uh, you know, my, I inherited my father's social genes. Oh, and, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I used to think that. I used to think I was just big boned oh, when I was when wow. I used to be overweight. Yeah. Yeah, I used to like I, I was, you know, I was gonna be, I, I was always the skinniest kid and. You could see my my ribs when mm. I was like younger, and I was I, I was thought like I'd always, always be like that, that. and because you know, I wasn't willing to put in the work in the, the gym until you know a little later in life. Mm. I, later, I, I talk like I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're call, 21. You need people, to tell them. Uh, yeah. People call me out on that all the time. I was like, why are you talking? It happens to <laughs> but, me all the time, and then yeah. people are just like, wait, tell everyone how old you are. And I'm like, I'm 22. Yeah. What year were you born in? At 97. Same. Oh, When's your right. birthday? So September 29th, 1997. Oh, I'm only a few months. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's about nine months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because, ah, finally, another 97 baby. Shout out to all them. So, okay, right. Let's think about this. So you used to have this, like, fixed mindset, and you were thinking that sort of, like, you're just stuck. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you sort of had a bit of a victim mentality? Yeah, that too. And I mean, victim mentality is rampant in 2019. It's really bad. Yes. But, oh, it's so bad. But the, also, yeah, I was talking about my father's social genes. Like I was, you know, my my mother and father are great. They've been married for, I don't know, like 25 years. And uh, But the one thing 
that my mom has said like that if she could change something about my father it'd be that you know, I wish he was like better socially like because sometimes he hangs back for, a lot of times he hangs back from social events he wants to you know wants to leave because it's just he's a I don't want to say like inept and put words in his mouth but he's not as sociable as like my mother and you know he could never he could never hang at the bar you know in college or, or or college party without like crashing and burning and and i felt that too uh, and i was like oh well this is it uh, and it wasn't until i put in that work with studying all things communication for like a year and a half straight and it's still my favorite thing to learn it still mm-hmm. is but also too with depression mm-hmm. with uh when i was when i was three and four years old i was in therapy for what they call sensory issues i would cry at the drop of a hat and literally a loud noise that would bother me one of my first phrases was sat noise sat noise and sometimes it still comes out i I, like my brain kind of goes haywire but like i was a really difficult kid to raise and i cried way more than normal way more than i should have and um you know throughout high school being you know what i would call depressed i mean i was never like clinically diagnosed but like you know because i never went to anybody for help but uh I, you know, I was depressed throughout those four years in, yeah. in high school. And I was like, this is, this is me. And even when I was falling, you know, I was, when I got to college and I was like popular for the first time in my life and I had like things going on, student athlete, I was president of my residence hall. Like I was, like I was it, like instantly, like the first week, you know, like I had those things going on and Wait, which is the whole thing. What changed? Oh, I just, I, I went a thousand miles away where I knew nobody and I wanted a fresh start. Wow. Yeah. So I, I intentionally knew nobody. Wow. Yeah. So and 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 it was making decisions without hesitation. Again, like yeah. I had the opportunity to become a male cheerleader of all things, come across my desk, and I <laughs> took it. I was like, bam, done. I'll do it. Yeah. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Like there's just the the, the dynamic of twenty gorgeous women, the most popular women in the school, and five, six, seven guys is. Very interesting, but that's a story. I'm wow. still synthesizing the lessons I've learned from that experience, so it's hard to talk about now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, being president of my residence hall, like we were in a resi- uh, you know, a, a floor meeting, and like uh, the RA, resident assistant, mentions like you can run for this these positions of the residence hall, which is like you know, six hundred people, and uh, I was I heard president, I was like, oh my god. There's no like there was no doubt in my mind I was going to do it. There was no deliberation, I, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out how to win later. I had a whole marketing strategy, and I figured it out how to win later, and I did over eight people. But uh, yeah, where were we going with that? It was before making decisions without hesitation. I, I was just lost it. I was just asking you, you know, oh, what changed? Fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what ch- I was asking like what changed between like you in high school than you in college well yeah that was i i just knew that was my chance but hey yeah. like what I, where, where i was going with that is even when i would slip even after that i would still slip into like depression you know like right. for you know for like a couple weeks at a time same thing and, with me with regards to like having panic yeah. attacks like si- like it's pretty similar like i feel that it's easy to fall back into your old ways yeah but i, I was i was like this is for a while, like this is the brain. This is the way my brain is. I was this was here's the most disempowering thing I ever thought, and I carried this with me for for a couple of years. It's like I was born depressed mm. because of that. You know, when I was three and four, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, and that was really disempowering. Yeah. That is that was fixed mindset yeah. to the max. Yeah, <laughs> I was born this way, and it is not changing. Wow, yeah. that's really got me thinking because. I sometimes even now like I will have a feeling where I feel like I'm gonna have a panic attack and it's just because I'm like I have anxiety you know you associate yourself with it you have to this is what this is what I talk about with Josh Perry in my episode with him BMX athlete who has survived multiple brain tumors what he would he would never associate he survived literally four of them. Like he, he was a month away from dying at one point. Wow. This is one of the best BMX athletes, bikers in the world. And, uh, and he's, you know, and then he was going through this when he was our age, you know, 21, wow. 22, yeah. 23. And, and he's having like brain surgery. He would never say my anxiety or I have anxiety. He would say the anxiety, the tumor, mm. you know, never like mm. don't associate it with, 
he would not associate it with his identity. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's just what came to mind there. No, but that's amazing because I feel that... Change your language, change your life. Exactly. But when you identify with something, it becomes a part of you. It's like ingrained in your soul. Yeah. And it's so hard to step out of that. You live it. Yeah, because it is you. Like, yeah. there's no separation. It's like you couldn't live without it because it's part of you. Yeah. And only through disassociation can you move forward with it. Like, is that say you were, you had an eating disorder. You know, if you continually say, I have an eating disorder. Yeah. I have an eating disorder. You, you are the person who has the yeah. eating disorder. So you act in the way of that. And what if you flip it the other way? Like... Think about, and this is from Kamal Ravikant. He wrote this book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And you flip that around. Like, think about the things we normally think about ourselves, like when we tell ourselves, or like the average person, like, I suck, I suck at this, I, oh, I'm no good at this, I hate myself, I'm no good. And over time, the same way a river wears away at the at the earth and creates like a literally the grand canyon over thousands millions of years whatever what if you flip that and constantly said i love myself i love myself i love myself like i am strong powerful i'm full whole and complete and you kept saying that over and over again when those negative thoughts creep in like that's what you replace it with you're like oh oh these are coming in i'm gonna say I am full whole and complete and just say it over and over and over again and over time that river wears away at the earth and it creates a the the grand canyon in your mind that is just the natural flow of things now is i love myself and yeah. i am full whole and complete it, become, it naturally flows that way it's amazing it's like i've heard sort of some people wear like a an elastic band on their wrist right and so let's just say they're obese and let's say they want to have a snack they like flick the thing on the wrist, right? I don't know about this strategy, how I feel about it. It's uh, questionable, but it's like you're doing it in your mind. Mm -hmm. Every time you have that negative thought come out, you're basically flicking your wrist yeah. to say, no, here's what we're going to think instead. Yeah. And you just say the interrupt. opposite. Exactly. And it's like you're conditioning yourself to believe in another way. And so it's funny, like I remember ages ago I heard... Chris and Lori Harder record a podcast together. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were talking about daily affirmations. And I was like, yeah, that is a load of BS. This is stupid. This is like that LA type of mindset, you know? <laughs> LA. Just so like weird. And this was probably, I don't know, three years ago than I when I heard this. And so for, for a year or so, I was just, you know, I just thought it was stupid i literally thought it was stupid mm. just like anything to do with any sort of spirituality or anything to do with you know anything like that right. i just like shun it off and i say weirdos stupid la vibes you know just because it's just you know in england people are always yeah. like oh la is like really like i don't know how what they say in the states but anyway so i then was like you know what I've been hearing more people talk about like daily affirmations. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give it a go. And just like a yeah. sneaky little thing I do it for myself. Not, not don't need to tell anyone about it. And so I decided, like in the morning, I was gonna start the moment I was about to get out of bed. I was gonna start saying some daily affirmations. I don't remember what it was at the time, but I still do it to this day, and I've never not done it. And I say out loud, "I am fit. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am strong. I am successful. I am calm." I am ambitious and today is going to be a good day. And then I jump out of bed, then I make my bed and then like that. And like, you see how I can just recite that? Just yes, like I say exactly. Because it? you've, you've, it's worn away at the, and you've created these new patterns in your brain over time. Exactly. Because like one of the things that I never used to say in there was like, I am calm. Mm, and I started to... I, started, I didn't even catch that. You said that. Yeah, I used to, because of my anxiety in the past, the previous anxiety, which I had um, yes <laughs> no i because of that like i i knew like it, it started to come back a little bit uh, quite badly actually and so i was like i need to do everything i can to remove this from my life so i just added i am calm in there and i say it like slowly i'm like, i am calm i and sometimes if i'm going through an anxious period of time i'm like i, I say a few i'm like I'm, i am calm i am calm yeah. and then yet yeah, like you just did i'll breathe i'll be like i am calm yeah. And then I'm just feeling fine. You know, you say breathe. I've been thinking the last week, 
nothing feels better than a big, deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, I'm serious. I, yeah. it's, it's so my go-to. Yeah. In, in, you know, those try, trying moments. And it's so funny that you say that just on this topic of, you know, having a growth mindset and everything, because when I was suffering with panic attacks often, breathing would be something, my breath would get really shallow. Yeah. And so I would always just say like, breath work doesn't work for me. It makes me dizzy. Like, that's what I said. Yeah. I was like, I can't meditate because I can't do the breathing. Yeah. And like, at the time, it's because it was so far from what I knew. What I knew was <laughs> like being out of breath and like, <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to like slow down, it just, it was, I wasn't able to open my mind up to it because it was just so, it was like, have you ever seen that like chipping? There's like a, on one side of the screen, there's like, chipping for gold mm. and then he starts to walk back yeah yeah of course and then on the other side he chips He's, and then he finally gets there and it's just he yeah. the other guy should have just kept going for like three, one more three second. feet from gold exactly and it was it's like i don't know it just reminds me of that because if i'd have just tried it rather than just you know mm. if i just tried it properly rather than just trying it for like two literally two seconds it could have solved so many of my problems yeah can't is really disempowering too really part of the fixed mindset i yeah you you just triggered something in me that i that i am i'm constantly reminded of by my parents Mm. is uh when i was around the same age four years old i was and this is on this is on video whatever however they captured video back then i'm gonna have to dig it up but (laughs) me riding around on a bike Mm. on my bicycle Mm. in the driveway crying my eyes out saying i can't do it i can't do it as i'm like doing it (laughs) but it didn't matter because my mind was so set on not doing it like i just uh it was so stupid and silly oh my gosh i laugh at myself it's crazy isn't it It's, it's mad isn't it oh gosh so when it comes to obviously mindset is a massive thing for you you know, you've obviously now got your own business surrounding your podcast and everything, which is awesome. So for people who are listening right now, how can they implement some of your key practices regarding mindset to help them propel forward in business or even just start their business if they've not yet started because their mind has been yeah. holding them back? Well, I mean, as simply as I can put it, as I've said throughout here is identify that pain point and go seek out the resources from people who ought to know like there are experts in every field and even as i get into the world of event planning i'm i've been seeking out some new people because i've never done this before Mm. and people are coming to me with all these events they want to put on with me and like you know some of my heroes even too that want to put on events with me and uh and ones that i'm putting on my own like like a silly little one like linkedin local but still i have no clue how to do it. I'm doing the, my first one, that LinkedIn local in about 10 days from the, when we're recording this, but I have no clue. So I've, I've gone about reaching out to people who have, who I believe have done LinkedIn local most successfully. Yeah. Namely, like I've seen Patrick Ward, uh, running LinkedIn local LA and he's, and it's so good. Amazing. So good. And there's yeah. a lot of people. And, uh, and so I, he, I just asked him a question and he sent me not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six voice messages a minute long, like the maximum wow. on LinkedIn in yeah. a row back. And, and I was like, oh my God, this just changed the direction of the entire event. Like, you, like you just made the event 100%. because I, I, I sought out the resources from people who ought to know people that have been there and, and done that. And anyone can do that in any area of their life. Yeah, it's, it's really exactly simple. what I always say. That's amazing. Just find someone who's done exactly what you want to do. And work with them to mold their success. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we're about to go meet my friend Emily. She's been on the podcast as well. And um, she was a client of mine who saw what I had done. And she, you know, got coached by me. And now she's, like, absolutely crushing it. Mm. She's able to come just pop down here for a couple days. Because she has that freedom. And it's so incredibly true. Like, you help people start podcasts and, like, crush it with that. And build a business around their podcast. And, and kudos to the work you're doing in empowering Emily like that and empowering a lot of people like that. Yeah. Newonlinecoach.com. Nah, where it's at. There we go. Sneaky little plug there. But, like, 
yeah, it's just important. I think people get stuck in the confidence competency loop. You know,、uh, they don't have the confidence because they they aren't yet competent in it. And I believe that you know co- confidence comes with success. So what happens,、yeah. you know, when people don't already have that confidence? How do they be? Well, you increase your competence to increase your confidence. Yeah, and again, by seeking out those resources, people、yeah. ought to know. And you, and by doing that, you increase your competence. Yeah. And with that, and as you go out in the field and have successful results, or at least more so successful than before, than when when you were doing that specific activity, your confidence is naturally going to increase. Yeah, yeah, it goes as, as your conversion rates increase、yeah. as. Anything increase, yeah, right. More yeah. clients, more downloads, more whatever, whatever.、Anything. Right, your confidence is gonna increase. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It goes like get competent, then、yeah. with that you get more confident, and with that, yeah, yeah, more success.、And、learn your way out of pain.、Mm. That's oh, it's so it's so、mm. something that everyone can do. Okay, so how? What? What did you say? How? How? I, I same thing. Same thing, just back、learning. to the same thing. Learning, learning. but from, from learning everything, how to how to learn? How to learn? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different for everyone, but I just my method is finding a mentor in that area, reading、exactly、the books. Exactly the same as before. Yeah. yeah, reading the books in that area, re- listening to the podcasts,、yeah. uh, the right around that area, like. That's that's what my learning process、yeah. consists of, and of course, doing and practicing. And, and putting, you know, seeing the results in the field. Yeah, I it's, agree. It's it's it consists of my learning process consists of nothing more, nothing less. What do you believe about just in time learning? Have you heard of this concept? No, I, I, I've heard just in time, but refresh me. So, funnily enough, one of the things that we learned in university、yeah. was just in time manufacturing. Yeah. And so, just in time manufacturing is what car manufacturers use, so that obviously. You know, they don't have to have a massive warehouse because that's expensive. They're able to just bring in the part that they need, get that part dealt with, move it on. You know, it just it happens rapidly, and things、yeah. get done just in time. They get done just as they need to get done,、yeah. so that the whole car can be produced in perfect timing. There's no time wasted, right. right? And so I like to think about the manufacturing plant as our brain. So we learn things just as we need them. So that we don't have to hold things in our brain that we're not using. What do you think about this concept? Well, what comes to mind for me is、uh, experience comes two seconds after you needed it most.、Mm. Uh, and you, in that way, I mean, you kind of are learning things just in time. But yeah, yeah, you made the mistake. It comes two seconds after you needed it most. But、mm. you need, I, you, you kind of do need to make mistakes to to learn as well. That's that's part of it.、Mm. And、uh, you know, with With anything, even something as simple as like so silly as, yeah, I work out at this F forty five gym. It's functional forty five. Yeah, I love. We have any good. Oh, it's excellent. It's great. It. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's amazing. I love the cardio ones. Yeah, yeah, I love them all. But、um, yeah, and on Saturday they got the DJ coming in, and so like I don't. It's too loud for me because you know the loud noises that,、really、that, loud, that make、yeah. my brain go haywire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So especially me, I'm more sensitive to that stuff. So I bring these、um, concert earplugs. Yeah. And、uh, and so I was like emptying. You know, it's in this metal container that's like really hard to, and they kind of stick because they're rubber. Right. So I was like, I was like trying to get it out, trying to get it out, and I got one, and then the next one, I'm, I'm sitting in my car as I'm doing this. The next one comes out, flies somewhere, and then down the, and then it falls in between the seat,、mm. never to be seen again. It's like, darn, you know, I actually shouldn't have done this in here with a, such a small object where there's so many places that it could fall. Now, experience comes two seconds after you need it most, but、yeah. next time I'm dealing with a really small but important object. Those, those, those earplugs, they weren't like a dollar earplugs. I mean, they were like, yeah, yeah. they were a twenty dollar pair. I mean,、mm. they weren't like. The cheapest thing in the world. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a lot of airplanes. Yeah, <laughs> so,、uh, so next time I,、uh, I, I something important. I, I won't, I won't be dealing with it in my car where there's、yeah. so many crevices and it's, I, it's gone. Yeah.、Know. Maybe I'll find it in a year, but yeah. Amazing, right? Well, 
I think that this has been a great podcast episode. I think everyone has to go follow you on LinkedIn, Jordan Paris. I'll leave it obviously all linked in the show notes. Now, if you're to just tell us, you know, what impact is it that you're really interested in making in people's lives? Yeah, yeah. I I love. I've gotten these messages where you know, Jordan, you you inspired me to quit my job mm. and go do X, Y, and Z. Jordan, you, I I dropped out of school because of you, and that I'm like. Oh my god! It's like, it's like holy crap! That could go really wrong. It could go really <laughs> right. No, I think they'll be okay. Uh, but I love, I love uh, disrupting in that way because mm. I know for me, my worst nightmare is to be a corporate drone. Yeah. For forty years, retire at sixty-five, die three years later, save everything, save all life's pleasures for those three years before I die. Mm after retirement when I'm too old to actually enjoy them. And the thing is, I, until I was woken up to it by, uh, you know, stay woke, whatever. Mm. <laughs> That's totally not me. I, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be in the enlightened one. That's the thing too, you have to always feel like you're just getting started, yeah. and that you know nothing and constantly question yourself along the way. That's part of it. Part of you know how I continually get better at things, especially with the podcast. I ask people like, what about this sucks? What about this is not clear? Uh, but where we're, we were talking about, um, talking just about, making an impact. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that until I was woken up to like, there's something greater that yeah. you can do, something more. You there's more to life. Like you can actually enjoy it. Yeah, we and have that, such a similar mindset. Like that's like right. the exact same as me. And, you and just I don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and people people did that for me, mm. and I love when I wake people up to the fact that like they don't have to be a corporate drone and yeah. work for people Absolutely. for 40 years, retire, die three years later and no. die a poor person. No. <laughs> to be quite frank. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't get rich renting out your time, Lauren. You know that. Oh, I know. Exactly. That's it. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great. And I feel like, like you said, we are very similar. We have similar sort of like stories. We didn't even touch upon your fitness coaching days. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that means that we're yeah. going to have to just do another one in the future. Exactly. So everyone, go follow Jordan on LinkedIn. Go listen to the Growth Mindset University. And um, yeah, we'll go get some sushi now. Oh, yes. Let's do this. Lauren, thank you so much. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of Growth Mindset University, the podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, all I ask is that you share it out to your friends, family, etc., on your Instagram story and tag me and our guest today. And don't forget to message our guest as well so that you build your network as you listen and learn with this podcast. And if you really believe that hearing the message of growth is important to the world and you want to help others find our show and you're not satisfied with just taking a screenshot and sharing this on your Instagram story, well, I've got good news for you. You can go the extra mile in helping spread this message of growth. You can leave us an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts. We have over 200 ratings right now and it has made a gigantic difference for this show, not only helping people find the show, but getting awesome guests. Thank you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.